When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. Oh, I swore I'd never do this again, but here I am doing another convention. However, which one are we at, and who am I with? Well, you swore you'd never do it again because it's me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you just didn't like the the, the gastric expulsion. No, that was too. It's too soon. I'm not going to start the show off with that, man. No, um, not, not in the public. You want to introduce yourself again? Hi, kids. In case you don't know, I'm Solon Sangaris, but for you Long Island people and Uncle Fester fans, this is little Stevie. So here we are. Yeah, here we are at the Palace Theater in Syracuse, uh, in the lobby during a horror convention. What are they calling this thing? Uh, this is the Friday the Thirteenth thing. 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 Well, thing is generalization. <laughs> With our buddy Jeff Meyer, who is too busy right now, but we'll have him on in a little bit. But right now we're just kind of chilling out. And uh, there's a metal band here today too. Actually, it's more of a, like a New York hardcore band. Yeah, it's always hardcore. I gotta figure out. I'm probably gonna try to get a CD or something from them. Maybe play them during this episode at some point. I don't know. Yeah, they, but, were, yeah. they were pretty loud. Yeah, yeah very they were loud. blowing the doors open. It's okay. Yeah, so they have the hardcore band on, on between uh, the episodes. I believe Jason was it four, five, and six. Or was uh, four, it five, and six. Four, yeah. five, and six. Yeah. Those the Tommy Jarvis generation. Yeah, and a lot of people are wearing Tommy shirts. I've noticed. Oh, how about mini mini? What do you want to call him? Can't call him Mini Me. Oh yeah, it was a uh, Mini J. Generations of Jason here. There, there was awesome. a, a Mini Me Jason with his father, I guess, walking around. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna post that picture because it's awesome. Yeah, with him hacking at your neck. <laughs> of course. Uh, actually, hold on. L- l- let me rephrase that. The big Jason was hacking at your upper head, and the little Jason was whacking away at the lower head. <laughs> Hence, I didn't stay there long. But yes, uh, circumcision made easy. We'll get some other folks on here, some interviews. We'll see what we can do here. Uh, tomorrow's the big day. Uh, what is, how many tickets were sold or something? I think six or eight hundred. That's a ridiculous amount. It's a big festival here, I guess, every year. Yeah, Rocky Horror. Yeah, Rocky Horror is is that that's the ending, the end game, right? Yeah, that starts at ten thirty. Well, you, your folks are probably going to get a, a broadcast of this after we're all done and gone. Yeah, but definitely. I'm, they're gonna they're gonna live this. Uh, what's the word? Vicariously through our experience today. Yes, absolutely. And this is the path to Halloween. This is the perfect place to be in Syracuse, New York tonight. I want to thank Jeff Meyer for this. Um, hey, there's Jason. J- Jason, Jason uh, somebody, have a, somebody's just creeping up behind us. He's got a, uh, a service, a designated driver service, where they actually pick you up in a hearse. That's fantastic. So that's really cool. you got to get him 
on and have him explain it. If anybody who's in the Syracuse area who's had a little bit too much to drink, <laughs> it's a really good service. And it's actually, he was telling me that it's pretty sobering when you're driven home in a hearse, yet you're alive. I love it. So, <laughs> I don't drink, but I drink just to be driven home in the hearse. It's just one time, right? Yeah. Just one. Is that Larissa? That got me. Yes, it is. Hi. Are you the designated driver this evening? <laughs> that's La- that's Larissa right over there. Okay. Ta- Larissa. Tell, we're on. Uh, we're doing a podcast Hi, over Dave. here for um, Kettle Whistle Radio. Radio. And uh, tell us about your designated driver service. Yeah, please awesome. do. Oh, okay. Um, our designated driving service is called Graveyard Fresh. Uh, we are a um, private entertainment company. Um, we take kids to the prom. Nice. We offer p- people uh, free pictures in the coffin. Um, it's co-owned by me and Jason Howard, and we're based out of Syracuse, New York. And we would encourage people out there to like the Facebook page. Just search Graveyard Fresh. Uh, it helps keep our pictures free. It's a great idea. Fantastic. I just liked their page yesterday. Yeah, really? I'll find it. I'll find it. Yep. All right, anything else you want to plug on here? Go go for it. Well, I'll plug the Palace Theater Good. and Jeff Meyer over here. Yeah, we were just talking Syracuse, about Syracuse, so it's a real cool place, and they're always very accommodating, and we always have a great time out here. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they had everything set up for us. We just had to bring our stuff. It's, it's great, yeah. yeah. So we're peddling our wares here. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, and... Uh, Take one of my cards, please. That way we can uh, know how to find you. That's really cool. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, that's easy. And conveniently next to the restrooms. (laughs) Well, we are. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I'm here with Jeff Meyer. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, what would you say? Uh, you are the coordinator, um, the creator. He's the dude, the man behind the festival. You want to tell us a little bit about the festival, and then I got to hear about this haunted house I was just invited to. Oh, the Friday 13th Film Festival. Friday 13th, four, five, and six, and then we throw in Heck Lantern in there. Yeah, that's making its rounds amongst the uh, bigger, larger cities, and unfortunately. Not many of the smaller towns, but hey, luckily here in Syracuse, you can actually, if you're here, watch it right now. It's playing. Yeah. And it's kind of 80s ripoff of Halloween. Schlocky good time. Schlocky, a lot of tits and ass. And, um, yeah, I walked in right in, and it's just a giant ass on the screen. And <laughs> that's like a salon said, hey, come on in now. You got to see this. Oh, you got some really bad hair metal. There's some bad, bad hair metal. Yeah. <laughs> the percussion's good, though. I got to get them. Yeah, and uh, it actually. <laughs> It sounds pretty good on the sound system. Uh, we recently upgraded it and um, put a lot of money into this thing here at the Palace Theater. Now you got a band playing in between. Yeah, movies. one last shot. They're a local band here in Syracuse. They did a little stint on World Tour over the summer. Kind of hardcore sounding. Yeah, hardcore, little uh, little punk. Um, their their idols are the Misfits mostly. Yeah. Uh, they like to do their Devil's Locks and uh, you know whatnot. So it's really fun to have these guys here because. Um, they're big horror nerds like we are. Perfect. And you know a lot of all their songs are 
inspiration. These are horror films. I'm gonna, I'd like to play some of their music for this particular episode. We'll see what we can do. Because apparently tomorrow is the big day. I just went, walked down to 7-Eleven and they were like, oh God, it's that time of year again. So you, you sold the place out tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm not even going to have any time to take a shit. <laughs> There's going to be like seven, 800 people here. Jeez. And it's going to be insane. So I would suggest everyone, if they want to come to Syracuse, get here around 6 o'clock because we have a really rare print of Last Man on Earth with um, Vincent Price. Last Man on Earth. Yes. And then we have a, my friend did a nice little in memory of slideshow for our deceased horror icons, Vincent Price, uh, West Christopher Lee, and Wes Craven. Mm. And that's a nice little tribute to them guys. And then we're going to do a little shorts. Uh, we got a Chris Farley thing from Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? Uh, He's like the inspirational speaker when I had, uh, you know, those dudes are out there like TP in like places and stuff. Um, it's a nice little skit where we're going to play that and then we're going to do a little short from um, the Three Stooges. And then uh, Killer Clowns from Our Space, nice. one of the only prints in existence, will be playing here in Syracuse tomorrow night. That is awesome. And then we're going to have a dance party. Dance party. And that gets really fun because all the really smoking hot ladies that are in this town come out in their little fishnet stockings and little costumes. And they just like wag it hard, and then we do a caption contest on a regular picture show. Wow. Okay, that's a lot. You can, this is huge. Uh, the, yeah, the lecturer, I met her. Uh, Chucky walking around. What is this? She's going to lecture on an, an exercise? What? Um, well, she's like Elena Damon. She's like chilling around. She's from uh, West Virginia. She's right. up here for this event and this uh, you know, event tomorrow night as well. And, you know, we're going to try to sneak her in there somehow, but, you know, if you're here, feel free to talk to her. She uh, I did. is a female exorcist. Uh, she does stuff for, um, I'm not really sure who, but it is some sort of church, not authorized by the Catholic Church, but it's an offshoot. And because unfortunately, the Catholic Church, they don't accept like female exorcists. Hmm. It's just one of those things. Maybe the Pope, with his very progressive ideas, will maybe change his ways and let females into um, the order of exorcisms. Um, yeah, so she's here hanging out with uh, my buddy Vlad from Greenpoint, Brooklyn. And yeah, so they're chilling. And she actually walked around here last year at the Salt City Horror Fest in um, this past April. And she actually got scratched by a, a, a spirit that I didn't know. That obviously, I, I don't know spirits. Here in the theater? In the theater. And oh, down I in the basement. Yeah, down in the basement. Oh, I, the I gotta theater. get down there. Okay. There, uh, I guess, is a very unhappy spirit. And when she started uh, asking personal questions, oh. it got a little pissed off at her and gave her a little scratch on the arm. And Jeez. it's still there, believe it or not. Well, uh, I'm going to be heading down to the basement if I'm allowed to. But um, I gotta check out this haunted house. Uh, oh yeah, there is a haunted house here. It's Camp Crystal Lake haunted house. We got a butchered uh, camper chick uh, by a tent, and then you walk through, and then there are a few surprises that will um, scare you. It's a quick little walk through in one of our side bars, which uh, after tonight will be turned into a full liquor bar for the record picture show. You guys know how to do it, man. I mean, again, this is all taking place in a movie theater, folks. The Palace Theater. It's a beautiful old theater. I don't know when it was arrested. 1922. 1922. Just incredible. You could hear the music in the background. That is an 80s band that is not playing here yet, but on the movie. So yes. Great sound system, too. 
Yeah, it took a lot of work. Uh, we did an integral page uh, last year, raised about five thousand dollars through. You know, it, it, we got a lot of upgrades with the projectors, the sound system, processors, and, and it, it's fantastic. This is the only theater um, in Syracuse that does film still. You know, there's a two two in Rochester. There's one outside of Utica. But right here in Syracuse, if you want to see original content like the way it used to be, just like vinyl, you know, it comes back. People like the film prints. There's history behind it. We we had that discussion when I we met in yeah, Indianapolis. Indianapolis yeah, you know, we, yeah. Those of you that listen to the Indianapolis uh, Days of the Dead with Bill Mosley on there and. Uh, Tony Moran, yeah, that Jeff is on there. That was his debut, Kettle Whistle Radio. And here we are, um, what, how many months later was that? Three, four months later? Oh my God, that was six months, right? Was that May? Yeah, yeah no, June. June. June but yeah. it was a while ago, and you know, yeah. I, I have to say, dude, you guys are great. We try. And um, I, I really I really dig the fact that you have a Belly Timber on, and, and a book for now. Yeah, and that's all Salon, man. That's good stuff. I'm going to have uh, Belly Timbers are the, the cannibal one I keep talking to you guys about. Cannibals vs. Pioneers in 1826, I believe it is. I'm going to uh, pick up a copy of that yeah, before I, the end of tomorrow night. It's badass stuff, man. And I think uh, um, as long as it's done by April, which I believe it will be. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. We will play the Valley Timber and make it the upstate New York premiere because nice. the writer is from Fulton, New York. Which is like a hot skip and a jump from Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking for a reason to come to Syracuse to visit his family. And why not? Perfect. Perfect. It all comes together, folks. That's, that's the way it is. Um, and Bobby Easley, man, you can get him out here for this? I'm going to leave that up to Salon and you. Yeah. You, you guys talk to all those people Certainly. more than I am. Yeah, we'll and relay anything, connects, whatever we got to do. But yeah, that, that sounds like a, this would be the perfect place to have one of the premieres. So, right? Bobby, if you're hearing this, uh, Harry Bean, if you're hearing this, all those dudes that were involved in this movie, Indiana. Uh, you get your asses up to upstate New York for the upstate New York premiere support, you know, <clears throat> everything. It, it's it's going to be a wild night because yeah. it's not just that movie, but we're also doing like film prints of Martin. Nice, very cool. John Amplis will be here for I that. I just met him. He was on two episodes ago. Great guy. Yes, he's awesome. Wicked friendly dude. Yeah, Dustin Cates. Dustin Cates, writer for uh, yeah, Pelly Timber. Mm -hmm. He's from Poland. And he's going to be here. Well, he better be here. <laughs> parents would be really upset with him. Well, and what else are we doing? We're doing Nightbreed on 35mm. Theatrical cut. Rosemary's Baby. You know, uh, Warriors. Come out and play Warriors. We're nice. Doing that. Very cool. Wow, Event yeah. Horizon on 35. Love that movie. And The Shining on 35. You guys know how to do it here, man. And uh, that, that's a really good, big, big, big horror fest and brings a lot of people from out of town. Very and the cool. Days Inn over in Carrier Circle is the place to, you know, book your room at. It's not really horribly expensive. It's right. really close to the movie theater as well. That's where we're staying. And that is uh, Vlad's choice of theater, or well, Vlad's choice, well, the palace is in the theater. Vlad's <laughs> The whole day's in is like hotel, so. <laughs> but this, I, I love the lighting in here too. It's just dim. It's perfect. There's a cool bar right here. I mean, it's open all night, I believe. Like, uh, I just every every time I look around, I see something new, and it's, it's classic. I really thank you for letting us be here. This is day one, folks. Uh, tomorrow's gonna be a little nuts. Might be a little louder than this. Yeah, 11 years ago, we renovated this theater. About six million dollars into it. This was a dump. And okay. 
it's been in the family since 1922. Wow. So the nephew of the previous owner, which is Frances Sabella, she uh, passed away um, due to old age. She was very ancient, and she's awesome, and that's one of the ghosts in this uh, theater is her. Hopefully not the angry one. No, she's not the angry one. She was an angry lady, but she was great, and very caring and very um, dedicated to this movie house. So she gave the theater to her nephew, Michael Haggerty, and she had a lot of money in the bank because she had never spent a dime on anything. So it was about $6 million in the history of her running this theater, and she never renovated at all. So she had all this money. He got the money, and now you're looking at a beautiful house. This is probably one of the best 35 millimeter houses in upstate New York. I've, I've been in quite a few, and not in upstate New York, but everywhere, including Pittsburgh. This is up there with the one in the Hollywood in Pittsburgh, and the way you, you guys fix it up is just beautiful. And our screen's like 20, 20, maybe 30 by 60 feet, so it's like one of the biggest screens in upstate too. Yeah, that's a huge ass screen. I, yeah, I meant to say that. I'm very impressed. Well, Jeff, hopefully we'll get you tomorrow night when it's all said and done, or maybe before. I know during, it's going to be impossible. So, for all you listeners, mark your date, April 16th, 2016, mm-hmm. for the Belly Timber premiere for uh, pretty much New York State, actually, and the Salt City Horror Fest. You can find the Salt City Horror Fest information. If you go to Facebook, it's Palace Theater in Syracuse. You'll find it. Or you can, on Twitter, Bruinview315, 315 being the area code up here. Or you can email me at brewandview, B-R-E-W-A-N-D-V-I-E-W at gmail.com. Cool. I appreciate you plugging yourself like that. I always have to tell people or remind them where they leave. <laughs> but again, I'm at Fairly Dark, but you know that, folks. Oh, actually, we are selling tickets now for the for $15. You can get a ticket for next year's South City Horror Fest now if you go to modernpopculture.com. And you can get your ticket online. Very cool. I hope that sells out. Like tomorrow sold out. Tomorrow's insane, and this is 800 seats, dude. It's incredible. I know. I haven't made it upstairs yet, and I haven't made it to the basement yet, so there's two things i got to do right away. Maybe you and Solanka go to the basement. Yeah, hell yeah, man. (laughs) I I fear nothing. What happens in the basement stays in the basement. Absolutely. No problem, man. I I don't know. we got to bring the exorcist. She's over there, too. You think she'll go with us? Um, or you possibly. don't think she may not want to yeah, go back. You, dude, have you gotten around the show yet? No. Oh, dude, she'll talk your ear off, and she's very informative, so. Okay. We'll put her on the show, you can talk to her. And yeah. She, oh, she we talked off air, yeah, she was over here, but yeah, I, I gotta get her on. What's her name again? Elena Damon. Okay. Very good. Awesome. Alright, All right. we'll talk tomorrow, guys. Yeah, you bet. Alright, thanks again. Thank you. Okay, we're back right now with Kettle Whistle Radio. Thank you for listening. I told you about a band I was listening to earlier. It sounded a little bit hardcore-ish, misfits-ish. Um, I grew up with a lot of scrap metal. Is that what you call it? I like that. Uh, I, I, you can invent your own, but I grew up with a lot of hardcore music in, back in the New York days. So you guys are, right, I'd say, reminiscent of that. Um, let's hear your names, band name, what you guys are all about. My name is Jeremy Romance, and I'm the lead singer of One of the I'm Kevin McGinn and I hit shit in the band. <laughs> I'm David and I play lead guitar. Nice. And you guys are all from here? Uh, yeah, we're from the central New York area. Yeah, it's a fact. Central upstate New York. Yeah. What, did, what did you guys grow up listening to that made you get into this style of music? Um, uh, we all have a very diverse background in, in music. Um, I personally actually grew up listening to hip-hop and rap. 
It happens. Yeah, and then I mean, and then I got you, into. You can't live in New York and avoid that. No, yeah. you can't. Not at all. No. Uh, so early influences were like really old school rap. Public then, Enemy. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And then uh, into Eminem, and then into like Ludacris and stuff. And then later on, I got into like The Misfits, My Chemical Romance, and then Minor Threat and stuff like that. Minor yeah, Threat. Like, yeah. Sweet. Absolutely. That, that, that's about as old school as you can get. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably the oldest in the band, other than Angelo, but uh, I grew up listening, like, my dad loved a lot of metal, so I grew up listening to Black Sabbath and Metallica, ACDC, all those, all those uh, classic bands, I guess, by today's standards. Um, and really, I didn't get into punk rock until until I went to high school, really. And we had a really, like, I grew up in Pulaski, New York, and there was a huge punk scene there, and everyone was listening to, like, No Effect, Dead Kennedys, all those guys. So I kind of got into hardcore punk listening to that, like, you know, sick of it all. I was listening to nice, and, that's one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, all those, like, New York hardcore bands, I would just, I would go to mp3.com back when it was cool, and just download all these, like, crazy... I remember that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's really my background, I guess. Okay, and the drummer? Yeah, um, I grew up uh, listening to Avenged Sevenfold. They were the first band that I ever heard. I heard Sims of Dave play guitar. I'm like, I want to do that. Started playing immediately. Picked up the drums, bass, a bunch of other instruments. And uh, yeah, it's really all comes back to Avenged and bands like that. Sims that's a good, well, that's a good place. Cam, you know, that's a good place to start because all those bands actually emulate all the stuff before then. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen Avenged several times. Have you seen oh, yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah, amazing. Band band really? Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's got lasting quality. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, you guys now, as far as your music, you said it's available where? Uh, you can go on to our Facebook, facebook.com slash one last shot. We're on Bandcamp, uh, one last shot, 315.bandcamp.com. One last shot band.com. Every, if you go to one last shot band.com, all the links are there to everything. We're on every social media. We're on Xbox, we're on iTunes. We're on MySpace. We are, no, I keep, I keep MySpace going. Google Play, yeah, we're on everything. Nice, it's all around. That's awesome. And I got to hear them, guys. Are you guys going on again tonight? Yeah, we're going on after, uh, I think, this movie, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. is that your last one? Yeah, it's our last set. We're, we're actually going to do our Misfits cover, too. So. Oh, perfect. Okay, I wish there was a way for me to record that clearly. But <laughs> yeah. it's loud in there, but it sounds really good in there. But with this, it just echoes. So it's not going to work. I've tried it. It's on our band camp. We have a a, okay. An actual recording of it. Well, yeah. There's a little music video for it too. Oh, yeah, there's YouTube, a music video so. on YouTube for it. Oh, awesome. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you guys have your own site as well? Did you? Oh yeah, onelastshotband.com. Okay, and are you guys on Twitter? Yeah, Twitter is at onelastshot315. All right, I'll, I'll definitely hook up with you guys on sure, there too. Man. Appreciate the time. We're gonna maybe we'll play one of your tunes during the show with yeah. your permission, of course. And oh, you can do whatever you want with them. Pick two. I'll play the Misfits song just because I have to hear that. But yeah. you guys pick another song and I'll I'll play it. I mean, let's do. I mean, what do you guys think? I don't care. Very a legend. Excuse me. That's a banger, season. Very a legend. Yeah, features William Control of Aiden. We're actually, we're going, we're going to be going on tour with Aiden. Uh, first days on Halloween in Cleveland. Nice. Okay. At noon. It's a matinee show. <laughs> I'm taking note because I, I hear tomorrow's gonna be crazy, and if I don't write stuff down, in no, the you're moment, fine, man. Tomorrow's gonna be crazy. Yeah, you guys are playing again tomorrow. Right? No, 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 not. Oh, anymore. you're not. No, oh, I know. This is our last time in Syracuse for a while because we're writing right now. We're we're actually putting out some new music, uh, beginning, excuse me, beginning of winter, I suppose. Yeah, a couple, couple songs off, like. Yeah, a couple songs off. Yeah, we're gonna put out a seven-inch record and put it online, and also, yeah, three online, and then a seven-inch record you can buy. Uh, very cool. Well, I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you. And, uh, just uh, listen to Kelly Radio. Take one of my cards there, so you know where to find me. I can't. All right, and. Uh, 
hopefully we will meet again and Thank hopefully you, next time around maybe I'll have a vinyl put it from you guys yeah. <laughs> alright well thanks a lot guys that was one last shot My name is Exorcist Elena Dainwood. I work for the Reformed Catholic Church International. I design doctorate level theology programs for the Church of England and the United States and sub-branches everything from the liberal Catholic Church to the independent young rights, mysticism, and exorcism programs. And uh, what brought you to the Palace Theater tonight? I actually got invited back by my friend Jeff Mares, which is the guy running the event. Yep, we had him on a little bit and ago. He actually asked me if I would come and investigate to see if the activity had died down or actually gotten worse since the last time I've been here. When are you going down to check? I the actually, we were going to try to actually do that tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Can I go with you guys? Sure. Yeah, if we can get enough people. Alright, I'll get someone to sit and watch the table for me, but if, if you can come get me, I'd be very interested in doing that. Um, now, can you explain what happened to you the last time? Or do you not want yeah. to? Um, my friend uh, Oliver Robbins was the original boy in the original Poltergeist series and invited me here to the Palace Theater with, because he was doing lectures up in New York State. And the guy he introduced me to was Jeff. And Jeff had told me about the historical references to paranormal activity theater. Well, Jeff had agreed to have one of the people who was helping out with the event a one of the assistants actually take me around the theater 
in from the hours of midnight to 2 a.m. in the morning, right before the event was going to take place. So he first started me out there on the basin, and we were going down there, going down to the area where the water area is out down there. And I started feeling like really weird. I started feeling lightheaded. Now, when you're dealing with demonics and you're dealing with type 2 or type 3 entities, normally you're scared lightheaded, you feel paranoid, you start actually having symptoms of delusional activities. And that's kind of what I was feeling that night. I was feeling kind of up in the air, like I couldn't get my breath. And I didn't know what was wrong. Well, when I was going around the corner in the downstairs area of the building, it felt like something grabbed me and started choking me right beside Sue, the guy who was actually helping me with the actual just taking me around to do for the building. So I didn't think anything of it. So I came back upstairs to Scoot and I said, Scoot, Scoot, are you okay? And he said, oh, I don't feel well. I'm lightheaded. He started seeing, I started seeing his eyes dilating and I knew something was wrong with the guy. And I snapped my fingers and when I snapped my fingers that night, Scoot came to where, he didn't know where he was at. We had been down there almost an hour doing this investigation and he had no clue that he had even been in the theater. We went upstairs to continue my walkthrough, and I got upstairs to where the area where the dance floor is at upstairs, where the big heard area where yeah. the, the dinners and the receptions are held out here, and I was sitting down next to the library area. I started doing what I would call energy poisoning. Now, energy poisoning to most people is the concept of negative energy interacting with your body. It's kind of like overdoing a battery, where the battery will short circuit. That's basically what our bodies does, and when that happens is that we get an over circuit of our own immune system and it flushes out of it. I got to the point where I was throwing up, I was curling, I had lightheadedness and I had trouble remembering where I was at and this was after putting on oil. Now this was exactly two hours after I had been in the movie with Oliver and Oliver, it, we were watching the film that he was originally in, Poltergeist, as Robbie. Yeah, I was a big and, fan of his and the film he did before that as well. Yeah, and we were sitting in the building in here in the theater area an hour before the incident upstairs and before my tour and I had... I sat beside all of them watching the movie, and I felt what felt like a hand grab a hold of my wrist. And when I felt the hand grab on my wrist, I thought it was Oliver at first trying to get my attention. So I had to what was going on. Well, the next thing I know, I'm, he's saying that he doesn't know what the hell happened. I pull up my wrist and my area where my sleeve was towards my wrist where my shoulder blade area was on my left side, and I see what looks like rope burns on my actual physical body. Was it just like one or was it like three it strips? It was like three strips. It was three strips, really. It was like three to four strips. Which is common for claw yeah. marks and mocking the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, And, you know, most of the things that mock the Trinity is when it comes to things are forms of mocks. Well, I didn't think anything of it until I got back to West Virginia and I actually thought about everything that occurred here. And I went back over and actually looked over the history of the building. A lot of the occurrences, even though that there have been deaths for family members who have been in the building over the years. Actually, time back in before this building was even built, there's actually Native American. So the ground itself, very much like the itself. demon of Brownsville Road, the ground itself was tainted. Yes, correct. And we just came off the heels of that one. You should listen to that one. It's um, harrowing, but maybe you don't want to hear about that. <laughs> actually, it probably I could probably explain more detail what type of demon it is by actually hearing it. It's 
It's an interesting book, but go on. I think, personally, the situation with this building is that we either have what's called a Type 5 or a Type 6 demonics. Now, what a Type 5 is, is a demon that can interact within over a 100 to 400 foot radius. We're talking about a demon that has the ability not just to, to control human behavior, thought processes, and psychological thoughts within the person, but it can actually physically leave marks on the body. A type 6 is where we see multiple people being possessed yes. at once. Yeah, okay. It's extremely rare phenomena for the paranormal. Now, if that is what is going on here, if it is a type 6, I would have to come in here with multiple people to actually perform the exorcism, right? not me alone. Right, not alone. And you know the that. reason is, is because of the factor that if I would come in here alone and try to perform the right, it would endanger anybody else who's around me at the time period, and they might actually have the possibility of becoming possessed themselves. Where with type fives, you still have the ability to kind of control them mentally and bring them back to the realization of what they are. And the thing is, is that when most people qualify demonics and they think about what they are and just mentally and what they are supposed to be from spiritual and religious perspectives, most people look at demonics from being this kind of subculture, only Christianity viewpoint. They don't think about other viewpoints taking an overlap. I'm glad like you, you're bringing American. that up because that came up on the last show. Okay. The Native American uh, overlaps between like the curses. Like if you look at where I'm from, West Virginia, you look at the Mothman. The Mothman was supposedly a curse brought down exactly. by, from a Cherokee shaman. Yep. The Cherokee shaman that was involved in it was the head of his tribe who also practiced black magic and white magic. Now, he, when he laid his curse, he was laying it to the people of years ahead of his time, saying that he was going to curse them for all eternity for what happened to his people. So he was basically making certain that they could never get a profit off their land. Now, if that is the case, then anywhere where there's been Native American activity, including places like this, if there has been anything involving tribal rituals on the ground, the only way to fully remove it is to have somebody either that's a descendant of the tribe or somebody within the circle that knows the proper ritual to remove it, which makes the case actually ten times more difficult to remove. So, what... What was your worst case scenario that you've been involved with? I mean, that scratching obviously is harrowing, but what else prior to that? That's actually a minor event compared to what I've seen in the Really? Um, in what area? In the Pittsburgh area, West Virginia, in, Ohio? In West Virginia, Ohio, and Maryland area. The worst Maryland case area. I ever had actually came from West Virginia. It came from my home state. It came from Mercer County. It came from Glenwood, uh, West Virginia. Sorry for the noise, um, folks. The movie is letting out a little bit. Oh, they just closed the door. Okay. But anyway, Glenwood, uh, West Virginia, there's an abandoned cemetery called Lincoln Park. Now, Lincoln Park Cemetery was a black versus like Italian versus European descendant cemetery for the people who could not afford the higher barrel costs. It was kind of where they kind of went right. okay. to settle for it. Now, the, I went over there with three state troopers who all had different type of experience when it came to dealing with 
the concept of medical investigations. These guys did homicide investigations. We're talking about criminal investigations involving like minor crimes and major crimes when it comes to scenarios. So these guys knew everything from technology to everything within. Now, they had asked me to come over because of the fact of where they had been multiply having complaints about people breaking into the cemetery and they didn't know what was going on. So they had had me and an investigation team come into the cemetery. There was four of us, and we were walking up the hill with the state police officers. This guy who I'd known for years who had been suffering from leukemia literally passed out. But my first response in that instance was he's having a leukemia spell. I need to flip him over, which is the MT response or any of us who's ever had medical training response to try to resuscitate him. I went to do that. His back started arching up. I literally jumped on this guy's back in the middle of a cemetery and performed an exorcism right in the middle of the cemetery while the factor of not knowing where the other team was at over on this hillside. When I started, when he finally came to and I finished the exorcism, I noticed that the rest of the group was up on the top of the hillside and they didn't know where they were at. They were in almost a delusional psychotic state. Okay, so I walked up to the area where they were at and I started reciting the prayer to them. The, all four of them had became under some sort of mental possession. So we're talking about four, four to five, say four to five possession. Um, four to five is mental to psychological reaction, to physical reaction, possession for those who don't, aren't aware of it. It affects everything from the environment to people. Um, minor possessions are mostly involving ones to threes, which actually with, deal with just the environment itself. So these are spirits that can only deal with a small radius range. But we're talking about the fact that these, this actual beings in this vicinity was able to not just overcome one person, but multiple at the same time. It's incredible. How'd you get out of that? To make a, a funny quote towards all of us who like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> I actually... Pull the Gandalf? I pull the Gandalf. In <laughs> the, the most literal sense, I pull the Gandalf. I literally prayed the exorcism prayer in Latin, and then I used the Wiccan form of blessing over top that with sage and myrrh to conceal the deal to make certain they would follow us. Now, the thing is, is that these spirits tried to follow us out of the graveyard. And how do you know that? You just the only you no. We saw break. them. Oh, that's they not, were okay. physically following us. It looked like, black like a smoke it looked like a black smoke shaped fur, uh, kind of a a fog mm. that was following us down the hill. Now that's, I a, visual, that, that's a visual, folks. <laughs> it actually looked like a physical fog, like you see in horror movies, going down the hill, following us and following the team behind. I actually had the team leave the graveyard premises, and I actually used the Dow Shall not pass line from wow. to make certain that they did not leave. The hey, if it boosted your confidence in the moment, why not? <laughs> All you needed was to staff the pound down. And... Well, you know, at that time I was trying to think what's the easiest way to get them to realize I'm in more control of the situation than they are. Confidence and not fear, and yeah, I know that's all part of it. Well, you know, in physical possession cases, we see everything from scratches to mental oh, yeah. actual issues to things that look like epileptic seizures. I myself am epileptic, which is why I actually do so well on debunking the claims. 
I'm actually able to identify the difference between an epileptic seizure and a mind state. And if you guys over the radio can hear that, that is my service dog. <laughs> yeah, she was sniffing the mic. Or is it a dude? I'm sorry. She, she was sniffing she. the mic. So we got her sniffing on there too. What's what's her name? Dixie. Dixie. <laughs> well, Dixie actually goes with me on paranormal investigations too. She's probably good at sniffing um, things out. Animals huh? in general and ch small children are the best to actually be able to see things. And the reason is is because their mind is clogged by all the scientific data that comes into us. I have read that many times. And um, there's an old passage from the Bible, it actually also comes from the Quran, Krishna said too, that the mind of children is more open to the spiritual perspective. Jesus put it as that children actually have the capacity to understand the divine because they themselves don't understand what evil is. Well, I, I hate to wrap it up right now, but the band's going to be a lot louder than us. But you're going to be here tomorrow, right? Yes, I will. Um, thank you for the story. Elena. I, I can't even, you know, you can't buy that. That's all I'm saying. But promise to take me with you on the investigation tomorrow or the visit to the basement. If yes, want. if we decide, if we're able to do it, I don't know. If right. not, we will, we're trying to arrange another bank to actually come to Okay, well, I appreciate it. All right, again, uh, where do people find you? Do you want to plug anything? Or um, are you on, are you on Twitter? The easiest way to add me is on Twitter. You can look up uh, Exorcist. And I actually have it spelled with X O R X I S T, which is kind of me making fun of my profession a little bit. But it's Exorcist Elena Damewood. What's good you don't take yourself too seriously because that can get yeah. dangerous. I'm also on Facebook, and my bosses are. Okay, in the United States are actually uh, have multiple source pages. You can look up the Reformed Catholic Church International and see multiple forms of the archbishops that I work with. Look up the Gnostic Catholic Church, which has a register from California. She has the Gnostics from the United States. You can also look up the Archbishop Rob Long, who's actually also been on paranormal shows. He's getting ready to be uh, seen on one of the Discovery Channel shows for the Very admirable, by the way, sir. And he is dressed like Jason. We need to. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, generally, I'm dressed as an undertaker as I drive the hearse. 
Explain what you do with this hearse, sir. Uh, graveyard Crash is a concept that came out of nothing. Uh, it started out as a whim. I bought the car before I told the significant other about it. And then I asked her if I could buy it after I'd already purchased it. And uh, it just kind of happened. Um, originally, I used it for scrap metaling. So just collect scrap metal in the middle of the night. I would go to all the people's houses and just pick up their garbage on crash night. And, Pick up metal, put it in the back of the car, and leave. Now you just pick up scrap people. Scrap people, yeah. yeah. But uh, a couple of times I got called by the cops with this suspicious activity. And one funny story is I was on. Oh and uh, and you're I doing just the opposite. Yeah, I was just doing the opposite. Wow. One day I uh, got pulled over by a uh, police department locally. And they said, well, we got a report that you have sped away from a a house with copper pipes in your hand and I was like sir this thing weighs almost three and a half tons it gets eight miles to the gallon and I am 200 pounds with a bad knee the only thing I'm running to is chocolate cake and a hot chip and he's like and I was like let's get the eight miles to the gallon we're not going anywhere fast which is contrary to the truth because that car has a Corvette LT1 in it that was recently rebuilt it's a way of people dealing with death. Uh, I myself faced it a couple of times as a cancer survivor. Congratulations. So, I know too many. Yeah. It, it hit me very hard, we'll just say. Yeah. And uh, you know, some people have a hard time dealing with that. And whether it's you know they don't like the car because it, because it creeps them out or they think it's a cool idea, it's a nice thing because it starts the conversation. Well, I think it also helps the process of grieving too when you're dealing with a scenario of death. If you know that you're actually going to go through a situation where you don't know if you're going to end up, and that they actually help them with mental health too. Well, and it does. It, I can say that in some respects that uh, it can help with that transition. But this is something that I do that is fun, entertaining. My aunt in California actually is a mortician from Forest Lawn Cemetery, and she's in LA County Corner. This is what got me into it. Uh, she has a 68 Cadillac course that she's all decked out with the blower and the racing sets on it. So. I, I do it proud. Yeah, I, I think you're doing everybody proud. I can't believe the cops came after you. Just it, it's the irony. Because, is like yeah, <laughs> uh, I, when I do an, approach an intersection, sometimes appropriately, yeah, you know, there's the cops. That's on the movie, folks. Uh, okay. <laughs> we hope. Yeah. When I, I was going to say you can ask this one about the paranormal events because he was the one who had to drop me off that night. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. In the basement. Yeah. Okay. A lot of issues. I've been down there a few times. And, Matter of fact, last night as we were setting up the haunted house here, uh, I said to uh, Jeff, I, was like, I thought the band was going to drive, but there's somebody out on the stage. And he's like, what? And we walked over and nobody was there. I'm like, dude, somebody was just And ironically, that's the same area of the theater that I got attacked in with all of them, too, because yeah. I was sitting in the well, seats that If night. I get here early enough tomorrow before everybody gets here, I do, I'd like a tour if I could get that. I'm sure if you talk and to Jeff, he'd be happy. I want her if okay. she can take yeah. me, you know, in the basement. And I want to see. The basement recently had some flooding. Okay. So, so it's a little it depends down. on it depends on how much I got, flooding sorry. damages. I got, yeah, my steel, I got my steel. I got my steel. Doc Martens on. Energy uh, 
dissipated. Yeah, so well, you don't not get necessarily. The problem is with your guys' basement is that the water actually kind of retreats. That's what I'm kind of worried about if we go into the basement floors, to tell you the truth. Is it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it depends on your school of thought. <laughs> it's it's definitely a different school of thought. Yeah, well, I, my aunt does this as well. Uh, well, I agree that most of the time water is dissipated, but your guys' building seems to be well. Well, it's because of the limestone. The limestone is a great Ah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is with water, it dissipates the energy, okay? It's all gone. Yeah, and limestone increases it, which means it's a kind of double balance of water. Well, where are you two with residual versus there's a demon down there? I mean, a residual haunting versus there's something there. Demon is more man made, a reflection of the people who cast it. That's my opinion. Whereas, uh, there. There, there can be some dark spirits. I have a house in Toledo that was investigated by Taps. I got to meet Jason. I was going to say, have you got the results from Jason yet? Oh, yeah, I had him a long time. Yeah, it was on TV. It was really cool. Okay. So when they did the Fort Ontario, that was my house was part of Here's the, You didn't have the house, but there was a converted church or something. It was a schoolhouse. That was you? Yes. Oh, my that God. That was an intense episode. I remember that. Yes. So, That's oh, wow. actually the house that he wanted me to go back into and try to do further investigation on. Small world, man. I, I remember that like yesterday. Wow. So yeah, the problem is with the schoolhouse itself is that if it is on the level that I think it is, opposed and, and like even the guys from Ghost Hunters actually said it themselves, the concept of being able to actually be able to control the spirits within the environment mm -hmm. because there's multiple there makes it more difficult to actually. Well, unfortunately, due to some zoning issues and a, a, a malicious ex-girlfriend. I had to tear down most of the house that was the original one schoolhouse and rebuild it. So a lot of the, the energy's gone. Yeah. Because the energy was what was absorbed into the wood and the wood's gone, so the energy left with it. Okay. So well, we so did find a nice room to the underground railroad underneath there with a lot of the limestone. That was cool. By any chance did you find anything else with the wood or anything? Uh yeah, it was there was actually uh, stamping on it from a ship that a shipwreck uh, shipwrecked in the uh, Suga Harbor. That's wow. probably what caused because most of the time when you see paranormal activity, there's actually, if there is an object or a relic within the ground, that's what makes it stay there for long periods of time. Well, we think that it was uh, a headmaster. Oh, really? It was more likely a headmaster. Because the house was built in 1824. And it was a schoolhouse up until 1890. So, a lot of built, history there. Uh, uh, yeah. well, unfortunately, the original house is gone. But the, the addition that they built, because I always thought the addition was just that an addition. It turns out the addition to the house was the original house, and the front part was the addition. So it was two sections. Okay. So the back section, which was one large room, with a mama's attic, which was when we started tearing it down, we got to find the loft and everything like that, where the, uh, the headmaster would stay. It was yeah. actually pretty cool. It's weird. I've been looking at you all night. I'm like, this guy's kind of familiar, but well, I never he, would have put that actually, together. Actually, that night that I had the energy poisoning here from upstairs, I actually had went in the basement earlier and had had the attack that day with the other spirit. Mm -hmm. And he had to drive me home that night, and he could tell you that I acted completely different than what I did. Yeah, she wasn't running on Wow. So whatever is actually in this environment is strong enough to interfere. Fear with what I do next. Well, unfortunately, I don't think there's as much negative here as people have to be because this is such a positive But I think there's a lot yeah. of positive that goes into negative. And I think it also depends well, on. At one time, people lived here. Uh, this was somebody's home. This was. Um, 
and this was a family crisis because they did it. There was more than one family because they all worked together as a community to support this and keep it going. Uh, upstairs in the. Um, well, I think that's why we have so much of valid activity upstairs in the, the well, dance hall. The, the, well, the dance hall used to be a park. And then where the bistro is used to be a sandwich shop. Oh, wow. Before that, it was a barber shop. And the family lived upstairs? The families. Yeah. Oh, families. families. Oh, okay. And I think that's why the activities kind of overlap within itself is because of the fact that it's been multiple people who's owned this residence. And I don't think it's necessarily all demonics. I think some of them are lost souls that never really got caught. Yeah, apart. I'm familiar with that too, absolutely. And that, that's what makes it so difficult to deal with is that you have to identify the difference. And it, unfortunately in my profession, part of our job as being exorcists is to debunk and actually kind of eliminate the possibility before we actually consider something probable. Yeah. And in my case, the probability came in when my arm actually showed yeah, the three. Yeah. Um, that cool. day when I you saw them too? You, you no, saw I did not. No, I just saw them at the event. He saw me. Night. Yeah, well, he saw me when I was at the Yeah, I saw it after the oh. He saw me after the event, after the girl. Okay. Okay. No, my focus now is just graveyard crash, you know, providing that community service, you know, doing the birthday parties, the Halloween parties, the divorce party. You know, enjoying things and uh, you know providing the DD service and uh, yeah, it's amazing the what happens when we get these bartenders that call us, you know, these <laughs> chronic offenders. And say, oh yeah, I called you a taxi, and then we show up, and then they just look on their face when a hearse is there instead of a taxi cab. Right. And it's a very sobering moment for them when they get actually driven home. I'll drive the hearse or I'll drive their car depending on if it's a stick or not. My sister. You're saving that bartender's ass too, big yeah. time. Oh yeah, we do a lot. So. Yeah, because if something happens to that person, they give them their last drink. It comes down to the bartender. Right? And then what's That's interesting true. It happens to, well, I can't say who, but someone real close to me. And, uh, it happens, yeah. it happened really recently. It happens to us. But it was interesting because these bartenders would call us back and give us feedback to say these chronic offenders don't get that blitzed anymore because it's a very sober. You got those idiots like, yeah, I'm going to get it right home at first. But. <laughs> but we're also talking about the same policemen and people in the area who don't have a problem with doing that if they're just behind dating. Yeah. Well, let's up uh, one more time tell people where to find you and if you're on Twitter, that too as well. Uh, we're at Graveyard Fresh. Uh, Facebook.com slash Graveyard Fresh. Same or hashtag uh, Graveyard Fresh. All right, very cool. And what your full name again? I am Jason Howard. I am the founder and owner and operator of Gray Haired Fresh LLC. Great idea. And Jason, for or for any of the people that actually have disabilities who want to actually come to conventions and events in the area here, I actually would suggest them because of the factor that I know myself having my health issues that he's actually helped me. Testimonial right there. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Exactly. It's true. I mean, we, we like to give back. We... I'm a social worker by day, my assistant is an engineer, but this is something that you know a lot of people have given to us and got us to where we are today. That's why we do this, and it's, it's our way of getting back. You know what, that's the whole point of this radio show that I do. I try to get the indie artists out there and get them heard and get, make, have them make money on their art, which doesn't happen anymore. Well, we, we're not really giving that. Make money. We sell t-shirts. Well, no, that's, that's just what got yeah, me started. Yeah, but the difference is, just is getting that people Jason out there that does this, yeah. and 
most of the guys that I deal with within the church are we do this because we want to give back to yeah, the community. Yeah, totally, absolutely. We do it because of the factor that as nonprofits that we actually want to help other people, even that we make a profit off of, you know, dealing with, like, keeping up the maintain within yes. the different businesses we run, we still do it to try to help others. We keep people alive. <laughs> we, we do this, you know, but we don't do this for the profit. We do this for the fun. We do this for the help. I mean, we sell t-shirts, but that's to help cover the cost of maintenance and then you know, cover gas. We don't charge anything. Mm. And when we pick people up at the bar, we don't. We give them a t-shirt. It, it's a reminder of what happened. And that's no different than me with the Holy Order that I belong to with the Order of St. Benedict. The Benedictines, we take either a vow of celibacy or a vow of poverty. And I chose the vow of poverty when I became a bishop. So every bit and sense that goes into any lecture I do goes back either to the order or to the communities that I belong to. So it actually goes out internationally on helping other people. That's fantastic. All right, can I ask for more? Except thanks, guys. Not a Appreciate all this. Oh yeah, I do. Absolutely, I do. Huge fan. It's right on the dash, along with uh, Bill Mosley and uh, one of my favorites. He's been on here many times. Yeah, we play his music actually. The Corn Bugs. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. And Spider Mountain. Yeah, he's we, great. We work with a lot of conventions to provide transportation for a lot of the uh, celebrities. And Bill Mosley's my favorite. Yeah, he's, he was a really cool dude. As a matter of fact, he's like, well, how did you get this autograph on your dash? I'm like, that came with the car. Well, I know Oliver had fun autographing your yeah. car, and he enjoyed that because he actually bragged about her on stage. <laughs> this <laughs> guy, uh, Salon Sungaris here, is in a movie with him, uh, voice-wise, The Devil yeah. Dogs. Have you heard about that? Yeah. About plastic soldiers. Um, and they do the voices with Sid Haig, Kane Hodder. You don't want to know what I did in the back. Oh man! And on that note, <laughs> thanks guys. I really appreciate it. You're on right now. Nice. Yeah, back here again. Uh, we're, this is day two. The madness begins. Um, yeah, what are we thinking? About? Six to eight hundred people here. Uh, they they had eight hundred last year. They project the same eight hundred this year. Uh, I talked to uh, a couple people. They said it's uh, this current point in the event is a little lighter than it was, but the theater is sold out. Yeah, it's already sold out. There's 800 seats in the theater. That means there's going to be 800 people here. And this um, is where you should introduce yourself. Okay, my, <laughs> my name is Jason Randall. I'm a part of Syracuse Nerd. We are a media site and promotion site for upstate uh, upstate New York. What we do is we take all the um, the Comic Cons and the gaming events and all that for upstate, whether it's Syracuse or Albany. We operate in Syracuse, but we do it for Buffalo, Albany, the whole upstate. No town's too big, no town's too small, no events too big, no events too small. And we try to highlight the artists and the vendors as well. Um, you know, we're in one of the worst economies ever, and a lot of people have been out of work, and so they decide they're going to take their passion, take their hobby, and try to do something with it. And uh, I was with a group probably about two years ago of writers and artists uh, that were trying to crank out graphic novels and um, comics and stuff like that. And we'd go to these cons and I'd say, you know, how come we can't find these places? You know, there was no promotion, there was no nothing. So we started promoting the cons and then we wanted to get the other vendors together. You know, no no cons could find the vendors, no vendors could find the cons. Oh, man. Same thing with the artists. And so we created Syracuse Nerd. 
and uh, it, it's basically you know to promote local vendors, artists, and conventions. Yeah, you know I mean, and it's it, it's all sorts of fandom. It's sci-fi, it's horror. You know, we we'd go to these cons and we'd say, okay, well here's a bunch of comic books, but where are the anime kids? Where where's sci-fi? Where's horror? Why can't we all get together? And so uh, the hub. so so yeah, that's that's what we try to uh, try to do. Very admirable. <clears throat> Actually, the the first of its kind that I know of. Um, without it being, you know, what we do podcasting or just the cosplayers. And, right. you know, you're bringing it together, which is really cool. Um, and it looks like you did a good job here today. I'm, I look around and I see all types of people. Well, it's really cool. Well, yeah, this this is something, though, that they had. Uh, Jeff Myers, uh, he does this event in the palace. Does this, this is kind of their yeah. niche event. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, this is something that they are known for, this Rocky Horror Picture Show. If no one else does a Rocky Horror Picture Show, from what I know of, uh, around here. And if they do, they don't have the numbers or the promotion. I mean, this is their thing. They pack it every year. Last year, I heard it was nuts. This year is going to be nuts. People are having a great time. And this theater is really kind of a, 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 a light in this neighborhood. I mean, they've done a lot of great oh, stuff for awesome, this neighborhood yeah. in Eastwood. But this, you know... Through the years, things weren't always the greatest, and and now, I mean, you look down the main street strip, there is, you know, a ton of new buildings. I mean, they got businesses all in it. You, you know, it's it's doing great. There's a great, uh, you know, um, you know, <laughs> you can see patrols from the police and stuff. You know, I mean, it, it's just a great area now, and the palace. Is it's just a beacon in this area, and they're always putting on super cool stuff. Yeah, and dudes, I gotta tell you, there's a lot of good single, good-looking girls out here, and not many dudes. I mean, beautiful girls. There yeah. are a ton of super good-looking girls. Guys, you're missing out. Get away from the video game. Now, here's the deal. What you gotta remember is that this is the Rocky Horror Picture Show, so half of these girls are in fishnets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or little shorts or whatever. Now, if that's what you're into, then you know this is the place you want to be tonight. And yeah, I mean seriously. Did anybody tell you you look like Kurt Cobain? Are yeah, you the Kurt Cobain of Syracuse. I got no. I, I well, I, I wish I had his talent, but yeah, they told me when, when I when I was younger they told me that. Now they tell me uh, everything from uh, Steve Buscemi's better looking brother. Oh my god. To um, that's a weird to one. To Kurt Cobain, if he had to how Kurt Cobain would look now. Okay. I mean, ten years dead. You know, ten, uh, yeah, 10 right. Years dead. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're older than you look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, and your partner's name that you're sitting with. Uh, it's James McCampbell. Super yeah. talented artist. His work is actually at the. Everson in um, uh, Syracuse right now, and it's taking a tour across the country and then to uh, other countries. Uh, while he sits here, his his uh, work is being going all over the place. He's a super talented guy. I'm lucky to have him. He's helped with the graphics. He, he helps with everything. He has a Amazing artist. Yeah. I prefer his black and white stuff. There's something to that that's more depth or something. I don't know. It I love black and white It art. almost seems like it's almost more detailed with James yeah. than his black and white. Yeah. We have, a, we, here's our, we have one joke we do. And uh, now James is a uh, uh, African American man, and I'm a white man. And uh, uh, he will have black and white prints, and he will have color prints. And he always does the same pitch. Black and whites are five, and colors are ten. I go, James, that's racist. That's our one. Sna- that's our one thing we do. And then he lo- and he know and even though we've done it at least twenty times, it never fails to get a laugh. And he never. He's. I couldn't ask for a better straight man. He is just a great straight man, man. And he's hysterical. That yeah. man, him too. He's great. He is. I think I met guy. you guys first before everybody else. Yeah, we were here. We were holding it down yesterday with a with a. Yeah. I yeah. think a handful of people here. And it still was a good night. It was a great the time. Band was we had great. a blast. And you know when you have those events like that people you know we do we promote vendors we promote guys like you we promote artists and stuff and it gives us a chance to talk to you and find out what yeah. you're about and stuff like that you know yeah i gotta have you more on more often kettle radio was founded on 
frustration of normal, um, uh, what, would, what do they call it now, uh, the terrestrial radio, yes. not promoting anything local, yes. uh, and uh, new music. Yeah, we, we provide new music on every episode. Now, where are you guys out? I'm at uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh right now. I'm actually from Long Island, but we do it in Pittsburgh, and Society 13 is the network. We have a horror right. network that tells short stories on horror. It's called the Wicked Library. We have a prog watch show, which is all prog rock. And we play punk, we play industrial, we play now, do metal. Do they have any nerd updates? Um, actually, um, we could use you if you want to do a five-minute segment. We would love to. Well, you're on. We would love to. And also, we, you know, people are, these, these conventions that we go to, we do, uh, we do uh, recap, we do pictures, we do all this, and they give us a table to do that. But, honestly, um, they are getting, because we're Syracuse Nerd and, you know, the podcasts are the big technology now, and uh, it's kind of an in thing. They're trying to get us on to do podcasts. And so I, I'd like to talk to you sometime about, you know, do it, get, get, getting it together, you know what I'm you're saying? You're in, you're as, in. As well as trying to get on this network. I mean, we just want to get the word out. And even, you know, we do mainstream stuff, too. We, we try to concentrate on the upstate and local stuff. But, of course, we want to bring the, uh, you know, the best of the mainstream stuff. If yeah. you follow sites like uh, Comic Book Resources or The Nerdist or Movie Pilot, now, they post all day long. We take the best out of those. Our page... Here's the deal. If we just do um, updates all the time, mm -hmm. people, we're going to lose interest on people. If we just do mainstream stuff, we're going to lose interest. If we just do funny stuff, we're gonna... so we developed a formula with a couple local stuff, uh, a couple pieces of uh, mainstream stuff, and a couple funny things. We want to make it fun. We want you to watch, and you know, as you're at home, and maybe you're watching TV. And what I do is I'll watch TV, and I have my laptop on there, and I'll kind of go back and forth, and all of a sudden something cool will pop up, and you know, we want to bring that to you. You know, we so try you're right to on it. You're on it immediately. We try cool. to sort. Through all the all oh, I the, could use you on this. Absolutely, man. If I you did. want to do a five five minute segment every two weeks, I'll put it on. I would love to. We would love to get grab me and James, man. I could. I, he's my straight man. I, I gotta have that guy too. And we will crank out some stuff, man. I'm into it, dude. Oh. All right. So, what kind of music do you like? You know, I I, I know this is what everybody says, but I like, I like everything. everything. Yeah, but no, I'll know. tell you what, I don't like everything. I don't like super hardcore rap. I don't like super hardcore rock. I wrote it for a band. Uh, two or three years ago, and um, my friend, my one of my best friends, uh, was in a band called Jonestown, and oh, nice. uh, I went to support him. I didn't know nothing about death metal or anything else like that, and I started as a roadie, and I started doing their t-shirts and stuff. That's why when I did Syracuse Center, I said, okay, well, I'm going to sell some t-shirts, because I had already had a background in that with the band stuff. And I see these band guys, and they're getting killed on their t-shirts. I mean, they're spending ten, fifteen dollars a t-shirt yes. to sell them for twenty-five. Yes. I'm like, you know, you guys are, you know, number one, you guys are being taken advantage of. Number two, you're not shopping around, so it's almost your fault. Absolutely, and, and, I, I can think of two that are better than that. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I started shopping around, and here's the deal. I don't. I'm all for the barter system, baby. You know yeah. My yeah. whole thing is, I built a promotion site. I got no, you know, I have no T-shirt guy. So I go to the T-shirt guy. I go, hey, you'll be my only T-shirt guy. I'll, I'll stand behind you. I promote you. Just don't, you know, don't nail me too bad. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me make a couple bucks. And here's the deal: we're not trying to make a profit off these shirts or these little buttons that we do. We just want to get home with yeah, gas in our car. And, and 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 you know, nobody wants to, you know, my vision and someone else's vision. You know, it's hard to relate that to a volunteer. Okay. To someone, hey, come in and help me, buddy. You know, and everyone's like, oh, we'll help you anytime at the convention. Well, guess what? When the convention comes, you can't find them. Yeah. So you have to pay these people. Yeah, you're right. And they expect to work. And you know, it's like what my grandpa said. You know, you work for, you should get paid. So I want to pay these guys. And the merchandise is what pays these guys. You know what I mean? And the advertisers are what we try to like 
you know, pay for the site with and stuff like that once we get the website up and going. Right now, we're doing it off of Facebook. We do have a website. We have two uh, URL, URL uh, domain names. Um, but we started a store on one, and there's a little complication, so we took it down to, you know, instead of having someone muck around on it while we're fixing it, we just took it down. And honestly, we do all the um, events on Facebook. We have, we have all the Comic-Cons for Upstate New York pinned to the top of our Facebook right now. So This is where you definitely need to plug. Uh, you're on Twitter, right? We are on Twitter. Twitter yeah. definitely works for, for me, getting the musicians and getting the bands out there. They find me or I find them, and it's been fantastic. I found some incredibly, incredible bands you can't believe are out there. A absolutely. Here, here's my thing with uh, Twitter, and it's not a Twitter thing. It's a... CNY thing, maybe Syracuse thing. I, my theory is, and no one's proved me wrong yet, that CNY and Syracuse is about five to ten years backed up on technology, specifically, uh, specifically social network. And if you look at Facebook, Facebook is king around here, and we kind of concentrate on that because a lot of these people don't want nothing to do with the Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we get a lot of, I, I got a lot of grandparents that want to know about Superman, Captain America, everything else. We are a site. You know, when we started it, we didn't want to do a hardcore nerd site. It is obviously nerd friendly. We want all the nerds to know they have a place there, but we right. also want that guy to who wants to know more about this stuff. This is his door. You know what I'm saying? Boom. I want that from when I was a kid. I'd be on the floor and I'd have my toys. My grandpa would be like, "Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that?" Guy? Um, I'm starting to really relate to you, and okay. a lot of, you're scaring me a little bit. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, I storyboarded with action figures. Well, this is first. why we do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. When you talk about your grandfather, he was like yeah. one of my biggest stuff. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a paid man and, and yeah. taught you how to do it and get paid for your work. And but you know, you know what? Work hard. And these old and these older guys, you know, they want their grandchildren are everything to them. And what are the hottest things that the kids are into? The superheroes, Spider-Man, the biggest movies, all this stuff. And you know, why not? You know, to, it sounds silly, but to that guy that wants to relate to his grandson, to know who these characters are, you know, what I'm saying, so to have a conversation with the kids, it means the world to them. You know. You know, in that little living room, when the, while they're in their lazy boy, and that kid's in front of the TV playing with his toys, that's that man's whole world. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and um, you know, I've said it before, maybe a hardcore site will come along, and they'll be cussing on the site, and there'll be girls half naked, and they'll be real hardcore. That's not what we do. We're a family-friendly site. We're an all-ages site. I want kids to be able to come on there. I think one time uh, we had something that was so juicy. It was Batman doing a hardcore uh, song, oh, and, it was so, and it was F-bomb everything, and I put a warning on there, but it was so juicy I had to post it. Right. But since then, i never done it again. And and we see a lot of juicy stuff that I know I can get a lot of likes with, but it's, it's you know, it's it's stuff that I want parents to know that their kids can come to the site, you know what I mean? Bingo. So. Hey, you said everything I wanted to hear, man. I now plug your stuff real quick here. Okay. Tell us where to find you. We were at Syracuse Nerd on Facebook. We were on Syracuse Nerd on Twitter. Uh, the site is Syracuse.com. Uh, it will probably take you right to the Facebook, but it is Syracuse.com, so you know it for when it's up. Uh, our next uh, event will be at so or at um, Retro Game Con November 14th, and um, and uh, sorry, we just took a picture. Yeah, of take another one. Yeah. He wasn't ready for so, that. So on, just got a picture of me. All right, a live shot. Make it look real, I guess. Okay, we're taking a picture. Cheese, <laughs> how's the
Solon told me to say blow me, but I just said cheese. I'm assuming that you've interviewed Solon before, and I gotta tell oh you, God, one many, of the coolest many guys. Times. This is, I tell you, this was a highlight. He man. destroyed my studio at I, home. I seen the I seen the pictures on um you guys were on the local news on Bridge Street the, the other day, and I see this guy and I'm like, Who's who's this guy? You know what I mean? We get out here, one of the coolest human beings, man. Both you guys, super cool. But anyways, so he's we'll also be, known as creepy. We've both been called creepy. Yeah, people, listen, though. I've heard it too. It was called high school. I've heard it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the deal. We'll be at uh, Retro Game Con. And, uh, oh, All right, wait, wait. He's ducking. Sorry. You're in, you're, he tried to get a picture of you. Oh. <laughs> you were ducking. Oh, here we go. Double horns. Oh, no. Double horns. Yeah, he's not looking. <laughs> he won't look. <laughs> no, I try to stay out of the pictures. No, you're in but, it. Uh, oh, oh, whatever. But uh, anyways, how are you? Thank you, sir. Um, but yeah, we'll be at Retro Game Con November 14th. Okay. So uh, thank you guys. Absolutely. This man. was awesome. Absolutely. Man. Awesome meeting you. All right. Very cool, dude. And we're on. Explain the situation. Wadi is blasting in the background. It's getting crazy in the house, man, baby. I've never seen a movie theater light up like a, a dance floor, like a Studio 54 situation. Dude, I got pictures of them. The dance party out there is incredible. Yeah, we're out in the lobby. You can hear how loud it is. But it's packed. There's six to 800 people there. I hear 800. Yeah, it's going to be 800 in a little while. There, It looks like about six right now. It's crazy. Yay. And I'm telling you, man, most of these people... People are scantily clad. The female ones are. Yeah, actually, some of the male no, ones are. Male. Too, yeah. look, look, at, look at the Rocky guy over there. There's quite a few guys dressed like that, yes. Holy crap. But. So oh, what was the radio show we were on tonight? We, we got another broadcast. Yes, uh, hold on, I got the card. No, uh, I still don't want Matt's Here Modern World. Matt's Modern World. Okay. Yeah, see? That's our resident exorcist in the background. Elena, That's you right. heard from her. Exercising our demons. Yes. That's and, and she's making fun of us at the same time. But yes, go for it, man. What do yeah. you got? Well, they asked me to be uh, a judge in the uh, the costume contest coming up. So I'm gonna, I don't think that's a good idea. I know. I'll be drooling too much. Come on, man. What is a bra and panties a costume? Well, in this situation, any time for me. Wait, let's ask our resident exorcist. When is a bra and panties a costume? But you approve of them. I put her on the spot. (laughs) 
Well said, well said. In closing, someone actually bought a second picture of me. That's <laughs> how you close the night. That was unbelievable. <laughs> Did I have to tell you something? We, I think we had a blast this last this whole weekend. Yeah, Jeff well, Meyer. Yeah, right? That was kind of scary. Yes. Yeah, it's still big. Yeah, man. That, that was wild. You saw that. What? They were dancing to Thriller. No way. Yes. I was outside. None of them knew how to do Thriller. None of them knew how to do Thriller. None of them knew how to do our favorite little Thriller song. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know they say white man can't jump. They can't dance a thriller either. Apparently not. Unless you're a zombie. All right, this may not be the end, but for now, for now it's the end. The end of. The end. What was it? They, they had the. Uh, what's the name of this? The last man on earth. They had the last man on earth, but it wasn't called last it was man. Called on the, earth. the damn walk. The damn walk at midnight. Oh, the walk. Yeah, the damn walk at midnight. Yeah, it was Vincent uh, Price. I. I am a legend by Richard Matheson. Right. The right. movie in, I guess, in, in last, Spain. Yup, Last Man on Earth. But now the damn Midnight Walk. I didn't mind that title either. It was a good time. But we did have a good time with the Chevy Ford station wagon incident. Yeah, four segments. Ford of Vengars. Yup. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Outstanding! Okay. What's your thoughts on Killer Clowns? Yes, one of my favorite seats. All right, signing off for now. Get a whistle radio. You may hear from us again. I'm not sure yet. Come on, children. Some roundness. 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 One, two, three, and. Rock and roll crazy night. You are the heroes tonight. Jesus Christ. I didn't think anybody else knew that. I'm not afraid of the dark. But you should be. There are things that's well here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare... Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs> this is the end of the night. Are we driving back? We are driving back in the rain. <laughs>
and we'll be back home at 3.50. Okay. And it was a... Uh, Jeff Myers throws a damn good party. Yeah. Good stuff, man. But on the count now, one, two, three, three four. You come to see the show, and I'm gonna rock and roll you. Come get on your feet. The sound kicks you in the face. All right. Ooh, let's all get crazy tonight. Let me hear you shout ice cream. Ice cream. You scream, we all scream for ice cream, rock and roll crazy night. You are the heroes tonight. Rock and roll crazy night. You are the heroes. MGA. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, go. The Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Electric Acid.